you wish you could hear God's voice? Are you struggling to find stillness in the busyness of mom life? Is being present daily and sometimes moment by moment a battle for you? Welcome home, sister. This is Unabridged Faith. Aloha, my name is Paige Amber Bacani. I am a lover of Jesus, wife, mama, and mentor. After living by my own strength for years, I finally gave up and took a chance on Him. The simplest way to describe what the Lord has done in my life is that I was one way and now I am completely different. I want that for you. My mission is to journey alongside you as we openly grow in our faith by being present with God's Word, practicing prayer, pursuing fellowship, and sharing powerful testimonies. If you want to learn how to invite God's peace into your heart, motherhood, and mind, I know this podcast will speak to you. Slip on your shoes, strap on your little ones, and let's go for a walk. We have a date with the Lord. All my love, your sister, Paige. Aloha, aloha, mamas. Okay, I am almost even more excited to share this one than the last one. It just keeps getting better. Okay, God, thank you, thank you, thank you for leading me from the not-so-awesome first episode that was really hard to share and let go of and release out into the world for fear of man and fear of judgment and fear of misinterpretation and not explaining enough or sharing too much, just all of the fear. Thank you for bringing me into the second episode of just releasing that to you and trusting that what was meant to be said was said and what was not meant to be explained wasn't explained. And then into this one where it's more my currency, it's more where I'm at right now and just getting to share this hope and this joy and this peace and this presence with the people that are listening to this. So as always, please soften our hearts, soften our minds and just speak to us through this story. In Jesus name, amen. So, I go to Hawaii, I land there the day after my birthday, so August 15th of 2018. I start out in a tent because that was the cheapest place I could find and closest to campus. And honestly, just finding a place in Hawaii is wild. And my scholarship did cover full tuition for my exchange, but it did not cover room and board from my understanding, from what I remember because I don't know why else I would have stayed in a tent. So I was staying in a tent and I remember getting picked up from the airport from this man I had never met before in this truck with a dog in the back. And I get to the house and I'm just like, okay, okay, okay. Again, the shock. Okay, this is fine. Everything's fine. I was just, I hung out in the house with them. And then at nighttime, I walked out to my tent. So it was already dark. And I think that was the first moment I was kind of afraid even though Hawaii is so safe when it comes to just things that can kill you. But the whole way out there, I was just thinking, oh my gosh, what if I run into a snake or a spider or a poisonous this or that? I was just scared. And so I'm running outside in the dark across this path of rocks and my feet are kind of getting like cut up a little bit because they're super soft and not island ready. And I'm just going through the weeds and the greenery and I finally make it to my tent and everything's wet because it's Hilo and I go to bed and I wake up the next day and I'm fine, everything's fine. I listen to Good Morning Hawaii. I can't believe that I'm listening to that song in Hawaii. I'm waking up in a tent 
in the beauty of the island and I call my dad and I hear his voice and I lose it. I just start sobbing and I'm like, dad, I don't know what I'm doing. I think I'm supposed to come home. I don't know why I'm here. I don't know anybody. I'm just in a tent and I'm scared and I'm alone. And this is also how I know that I know that I know that I was meant to be there because if I would have said that to my dad anywhere else, even there, he would have been like, oh, okay, sweetheart, like get on a plane. I'll, I'll welcome you home or better yet, I'll come and get you. But no, in this moment, he just told me, Paige, you can get on a plane to come home anytime that you want but I want you to give this a chance first. And that took me back. That's how I got faith from his faith that I was meant to be there. And he suggested that I just go on a walk. So I went on a walk. I walked over to the campus because it was super close to where I was staying, thankfully, because I also didn't have transportation or anything at that point besides walking. And I remember there was flyers everywhere, of course, but there was one particular flyer that kept standing out and it was for a beach barbecue that day. And so I was kind of asking around, I was asking different people if they knew this address, the address of this place. It was called BCM, the Baptist Collegiate Ministry. And for whatever reason, no one knew where it was. And I remember asking, mind you again, I'm directionally challenged. I asked a lady at one of the meetings that I had to go to for orientation and she kind of randomly pointed me in a direction, but I had no idea again where I was going. So. I got done with the orientation and I just thought, I'm gonna take the long way around because all I have to go home to is a tent alone. So I'm just gonna go on a walk. So I walked the long way around and I see this house and I'm thinking to myself, that address looks super familiar. And so before I know it, I'm walking into the house and meeting these people and it's not a house, it's the BCM, the place that was on the flyer. So I truly ended up there on accident, led by the Holy Spirit, not my direction and I meet my new family. So I just meet a couple people real quick. And again, guys, this is not being logically smart. I go to this random house, I meet random people, I get in a car with random people, go to a random beach. You know, I have no bearings here, but I just trust, I just have faith. This is where I'm meant to be. This is what I'm doing. Yeah, not saying that this is what everybody should do. This is my story and this is just how I was led. So I go to the beach barbecue, I meet, I call her Mama Nita. She is the BCM coordinator for Hilo, Hawaii. And she truly becomes my mom, my mom there. And I don't even know how to express my gratitude for her. In that first day, I just felt that I found a piece of home on the island. I knew that she was a safe place. I knew that she had been brought into my life for a reason and a purpose. And just immediately, I wanted to start serving, just however I could help clean up, however I could help set up, all of it. So from that point on, I spent a lot of time in the BCM. And shortly after I arrived, a hurricane was happening. So tons and tons and tons of rain and wind and all the things. So I moved inside for just a time being. I moved back outside for a little bit and my tent ended up getting broken into, which was a very scary point of living there. Um, my One of my roommates and I had started going to the beach in the morning. So had we not done that, I would have been in the tent, which is also really scary to think about. But I came back and my stuff was just everywhere. And I think I was in shock. So I put everything together really quick and I was carrying all my stuff inside because I was going to be late for class. I didn't tell anybody. I just went to class. And then I think once I was sitting in class, I started realizing, oh my gosh, my tent got broken into. I can't be staying out there anymore. It's not safe. And I got back home 
Thankfully, for whatever reason, I had just brought my ukulele, my laptop, anything of value was inside because of the hurricane. And the only thing that I found that they stole was a little box of essential oils, which I was actually really sad about because those things can be decently pricey, but it's all right. If that's all they're going to steal, then that's okay. So from that point, the house started getting a weird vibe to it. We were, it was an Airbnb, so there was people coming in and out and I was the manager for the Airbnb for a while and I really did enjoy that. But again, it was just, it wasn't a safe environment. It wasn't a stable environment for me to be going to college either. There was a lot on my plate. So I went to Mama Nita, an emotional wreck, telling her all of these things. Of course, with her mama heart, she helped me find in-between housing and then a little bit more permanent housing, which was kind of a hard transition for me also because I'm reflecting back for a moment. I know I said that I chose the tent because it was the cheapest, which was definitely a point why I found it initially, but why I actually followed through with it was again because I truly felt that's where the Lord was leading me. The Airbnb was called Garden of Eden. And at that time in my life, and still to this day, that's a place in the word where he really, really highlights to me. Just a place of heaven on earth. So it was hard for me to leave that place and feel that I was led there and then make the choice to walk away from it. Or at least that's what it felt like in that moment. So I just wanted to disclaim some more of that. Okay, so BCM. I'm going to talk about this a lot because this is where I spent a lot of my time. There was a man there in the beginning that I connected with right away, and it was definitely more of a brother-sister relationship, but going to Hawaii, I had been in one more whirlwind relationship before I ended up here, and that relationship actually played a little bit of a role in, again, bringing Hawaii to my heart, to my realization, and... I had promised God, I put this lava rock on my finger that I got in Costa Rica, and I had promised God that this was my season with him. No boys, no confusion, no distraction, just me and him growing an intimate, authentic relationship that would last a lifetime. So as I started getting closer with this man, I was praying, God, just against any feelings, like God, take any feelings away from him. Like if it's not from you, if it's not for me, just take it completely away. And it, all of it went away. I was totally guarded against our relationship. Praise God. So I'm going to say so a lot because there's so many breaks in this. Evan was at the first beach barbecue. Evan actually was the one who put the flyers out. Let me just say that, that I saw to begin with to end up at BCM. So that was a fun connection when we figured that out after we were married and he was always at BCM and I was always at BCM but we were kind of doing our own thing we were very much involved at the same time and we knew that God had a connection there but we almost both tried to avoid it and he was avoiding it yeah just out of stubbornness like I don't know why I have these feelings for you I'm more of a closed off person I don't really want to share my life with you or become best friends with you even though I feel like that's where God is leading me And I was very much the same way too. I was very closed off. I don't understand why I have these feelings for you. I don't understand why I'm thinking about you. I don't understand why I feel led to you because I'm telling God that I'm trying to focus on him and not men. And I just started praying against Evan, you know, take this, take the thoughts of this man away. Like take the feelings of this man away. If it's not from you, if it's not for me, if he's, I would pray, if he is not the one that I can worship and glorify you with better together than apart or with anybody else, then so be it. Just keep me away from him. And if he is, 
then we've got a whole conversation to have, God, because I'm not so sure. But from that point, Evan was kind of like the BCM taxi, to be honest. He is such, he has such a servant heart. And so we had a lot of time in the car together because once I ended up moving to an apartment, he was so kind and would constantly give me rides back and forth from school or BCM to my apartment. And he even did that, honestly, when I was living in the tent. I would try to refuse it, but Mama Nita would have him give me a ride home because she didn't want me walking alone. So she's so sweet. Fast forward to Christmas break. I'm We're both supposed to go home. He's supposed to go home and stay home. And I'm supposed to go home and finish my last semester at in Kearney. But I call my scholarship and they let me extend it to the whole year, which was amazing. And Evan ends up deciding to come back as an intern. Before that, though, he was giving me a ride the night before his flight. And I remember sitting in the car with him and I just had so much built up what I felt was from the Lord. I just had to share with him. And I don't know the exact words, but it was something along the lines of, Okay, Evan, I don't understand this. I definitely have feelings for you. I don't know what those are. I don't know if that's just we're supposed to be good friends or what it is, but I know it's been on my heart to share it with you. And I've been so stubborn and withholding it. And I can't do that any longer because I know I'm being disobedient to God. So I just want to put this in your court. I want to make this known to you. And if you have any of the same feelings or thoughts, then there's a conversation to be had. But if not, that's okay, because then I can just take it back to God and tell him that I think that he's wrong. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, and he was just completely silent. And in that moment, I felt so good. I just thought, okay, that's fine. You don't have to say anything. I feel better. I'm going to go inside now. And I just remember him saying, no, no, wait, like, I'll think of something to say. I'll say something. And I don't think he ever did say anything. So I ended up going upstairs. He left for Christmas break. I believe this is the time that my family came to visit me and there's another important story right here. So I'm not much of a shopper, but my cousin really wanted to go into this little boutique and I didn't wanna go, but she was like, please just come with me real quick. So while we were waiting for our fish and chips, we walked across the street to this boutique and she starts shopping and I just start talking to the owner and we start talking about her little boy and I'm telling her that I've been a nanny and a house sitter for as long as I can imagine and in that moment, she looked right at me and thought, that is so weird. Right when you walked in, the word nanny came into my mind. So that began a relationship where I eventually became a live-in nanny for her and her little boy who I love so dearly. And so then after Christmas break, I move in with her, Evan comes back. We're both on the worship team for BCM. We're both on the leadership team. So we spend a lot of time together. And we have both been asked to be a part of a sports ministry ministry team for that summer where we travel across um, all the islands. So Oahu, Big Island, Kauai, and Maui. And we get to go to different churches and put on a sports ministry for children. And we both have accepted that. So we're nearing the end of the semester. Evan and I are still knowing that we're being pulled together, but defiantly deflecting each other almost. I mean, we're growing a relationship. We're looking out for each other. We're loving one another like a brother and sister, but there's still something there that neither one of us are acknowledging. And there's also this other man that I told you guys about in the beginning of the semester. And this is where it gets pretty wild. So this man, we have a really long conversation one evening and Evan is kind of, this is all at BCM. So this is all in a very safe place, which I'm very grateful for that I had the accountability of mom and Nita, but also just all of 
the students that went there, we really were a family. We all looked out for each other. We knew what was going on. Nothing was happening in the dark or in secret. And I'll be forever grateful for that. Just because of my past with men, it felt so good to be in such a secure place. So he's explaining to me that he is having these feelings and maybe we're supposed to get married. And guys, it was just, there was so much spiritual warfare going on in these 48 hours. I still don't fully understand it. I... We prayed together. We talked about it. I left that night. I called Evan right away and I said, we need to have a talk and we need to get this figured out. And then this is the end of it, you know? And I just told him, I don't know what's going on, but I do know that I have thoughts and feelings for you. And this other man is having the same thoughts and feelings for me. And it's confusing because he was potentially the first one that I had that and I prayed for it and it went away and I was fine. And then I prayed against you, but it didn't go away. So now it's very confusing and <laughs> I don't think he'll care if I share this with you because it's funny now, but his response was, this is so awkward, I'm going to hang up on you. <laughs> that was like our first um, coming to relationship conversation. And from there, obviously we came a long way in that one night and he has such an awesome story. Someday we'll do an interview of the two of us, hopefully. He had... One of his spiritual fathers just so happened to be staying with him that night. So Evan could kind of talk to him in the morning of what was happening. And he went from, this is so awkward, I'm going to hang up on you, to we met the next morning for church. And he told me that he had told his spiritual father that he thinks that he just met or that he just talked to his future wife. And I about fell off my chair at church because I could not believe that that just came out of his mouth after the conversation that we had had the night before. Obviously, God was at work here. A couple weeks honestly go by, not long at all. And I remember we're standing outside BCM and we just look at each other like, I think we're supposed to get married. And we just knew that we were supposed to get married. And this wasn't a whirlwind love, you guys. This wasn't from us. This truly was of God. I feel that he had grabbed Evan out of his lifestyle, grabbed me out of my lifestyle in almost the same exact time, almost the same exact year, 2017. Very different places, very different situations, but he had opened the door for each of us to come to him, come home to him, and we both did gladly, and then he brought us together for such a time as this, and we were asked to wait to get married because we were both on the same sports ministry team, and that was already kind of an issue being on it because they didn't want newlyweds they also didn't want they just didn't want people dating you know what I mean like we're supposed to be focusing on the Lord and these children not each other so I'm very 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 grateful for that time though because we got to know each other in such a different realm so much moving so much stress so much pressure but also so much ministry and outpouring of ourselves so we got to see a lot of different sides of each other, very close, but also with all the accountability. And we ended the sports ministry. It was amazing. I wish I could talk about that for so long, but trying to stay focused. We ended that the end of July, and we kind of went through a step-by-step -step process. All of this, guys, was led by the Lord, and I'm a little bit sad that I don't feel like I've been able to express, like, Every single moment, he highlighted something to me. Every single moment, he was leading the next thing. Just like Molly, just like Christmas break, all of it. 
he was at the center of this all. It might sound like I'm telling this story and I made all these decisions and I made all these choices and then this wonderful life happened for me, but that's not the case. It truly was me bringing everything to his feet and then him giving me the next step. With that being said, Evan and I decided that we wanted to get married. We wanted to get married earlier than we had originally planned, which I think was September 8th was the initial wedding. But we wanted to get married earlier because we wanted to do this right. We had both been with other people before marriage and we wanted to do it right this time. We wanted to honor and respect the Lord. We wanted to honor and respect each other. And Molly said that we could live in her Ohana together. So that could be our first home. So we began this process of praying and seeing if doors would open. Our family was obviously the first door that we, well, God was the first one. And then we approached our family and kind of thought that they wouldn't want us to get married. They would want us to wait until they were there and they were totally okay with it. So then the next one was our pastor. He was okay with it, but he didn't know if we'd be able to get our marriage license because it takes a while. We called the marriage license. They asked if we wanted to pick it up the next day. It was just one thing after the next, after the next confirmation. So I think it was the next day actually, or just a couple days after, um, I just went and got this little white dress and Evan just prepared himself and we showed up at BCM. It was just Evan, me and my pastor. I love sharing this story. <laughs> you guys are just getting it all. We show up and it's just the three of us and we say the whole vows. I honestly don't remember any of it. I think I was so nervous. And then he said that we could kiss and Evan went in for a kiss and I went in for a hug and I was laughing so hard because we hadn't kissed up until that point, which I am so grateful for truly by God's grace. Because like I said, the lifestyles that we had come from, that is not who we were, but that is who God was creating us to be. And so my pastor just kept saying, you have to kiss. And I was just laughing so nervously. And I just kept hugging Evan, like choking him to death because I was so nervous. And he just kept reassuring, it's okay, it's okay, we'll just hug it out. Eventually we kissed, it was all good. Um, our pastor had provided a night stay for us up in a different part of the island and it was so beautiful. And then we were house sitting for Mamanita for a little bit. And then we eventually moved into our own Ohana, which was amazing. At this time though, I can't express the depth of depression that I was going through. Again, there was so much spiritual warfare and there's depression on both sides of my family, but this is like nothing that I had ever experienced before. Everything in my life was wonderful, except for the way that I was feeling and I'm not sure if you've ever been through something like this, but it almost makes you feel worse because everything is good. There's nothing wrong. And so my mind is constantly trying to find something that's wrong so that I can almost blame why I was feeling the way I was feeling on it, but I couldn't find anything. So my whole family shows up on September 8th and I'm able to share with my mom kind of what's going on with me. And she says she can even tell just looking in my eyes and it was hard just people asking questions and it was a very hard but beautiful time it's again this split personality that i have i feel like so much of my life is just split into different pieces of of so much joy but then so much numbness if that's the right word so our wedding was beautiful we had it at lapahoyhoy beach park in hawaii and it was very very simple potluck we were going on a missions trip with YOM with youth with a mission after we got married so we asked for no gifts we just asked for everyone to bring their own dish and if they wanted to bring a card great 
we had everyone set up their chairs and I almost forgot to even ask my dad to walk down the aisle with me and Evan almost forgot to ask his mom, but we remembered like right as we were about to walk down and it was just so low key. We forgot about a head table, but our aunties and uncles, everyone had set it up. We forgot about the first dance, but I asked Evan what a reggae love song would be. So he chose chocolates and roses as our first dance and just everything. We forgot everything, but it was perfect because everyone, someone had a speaker. It just, it all worked out. It could not have been a more better, less stress day. And that day, it felt like everything had been so dark and clouded around me, so overwhelming. But in that day, the clouds just had parted. My internal clouds had just parted. I felt so much joy. I remember holding on to Evan when we were dancing to Chocolates and Roses and just telling him, I feel so good. I think I'm going to start feeling like this now. And then right at the end of the wedding, as everyone was leaving, it just hit me again. And I don't know how to explain it besides just the word depression, but just the word of, ugh, it's not a good feeling. It's not a good, I can almost envision it. Just dark, heavy, overwhelm for no reason. Um, it all hit me again. It all came back onto me. And from that place, we went to YWAM, Youth with a Mission, and I'm not sure how to finish this up. I really thought that this would be the last one. <laughs> I know I keep saying that. There might have to be one more to where we are today because I don't feel that this next part of the story can be rushed. So I think I'm going to end here. I'm going to end with us packing up all of our belongings, mine just from the past year and Evan's from the past five years because he attended Hilo Hawaii for college. He was actually on a soccer scholarship. We got rid of so many things and we only packed what we could bring with us to YWAM. We started out in Panama where we did our first three months and then we did our outreach in the Bahamas for hurricane disaster relief and I have never experienced anything like that in my whole life but I'll get into more of the details in the next one have a wonderful day wonderful evening wonderful morning whatever time of the day it is aloha sweet sister I am eager to connect and hear how the Lord spoke to you through today's episode, or maybe even throughout the week, because I trust that He did. I want to ask you to pause and help me with a quick favor. If this podcast has blessed you in any way, please take a moment and share how through leaving a heartfelt review on Apple Podcasts. This helps other women, like us, find unabridged faith. Your kind words fill my heart with so much joy, and I have hope that your review also encourages others. If you are ready to go all in with your faith, please email me at unabridgedfaith at gmail.com so we can stay in touch. And come join our community of faith-filled women at facebook.com slash unabridgedfaith. I trust that the Lord will continue to use this podcast to draw us nearer to His heart. And I pray for a week full of intention and connection as we grow in unabridged faith. In Jesus' name, amen.